It's 19th of August 2021. You're listening to Article Read Allowed podcast from The K Productions. We have picked up two articles from the Hindustan Times and the Hindu newspapers and we are going to read aloud these important articles for you. The first article is from the Hindustan Times. written by Sandosh Mehrotra India's unemployment crisis predates covid-19 covid-19 worsened what was already a joblessness crisis in early 2020 the national statistical office nso began conducting annual labor force survey in 2017-18 which hitherto had been undertaken every 5 years nso just released its third annual survey 2019-20 which covers the period until June 30 2020 in 2017-18 nso reported that unemployment reached a 45 year high and youth unemployment tripled between 2011 to 2012 and 2017 to 18 to over 18% thereafter poor management resulted in economic growth slowing up to march 2020 compounded by the pandemic and its economic aftermath what the new data reveals is that the situation remains grim at first sight the slight rise over the 3 years from 2017-18 in the labor force participation rate LFPR and workforce participation rights WPR which are measured as a share of those working age 15 years and over may be seen as a positive development however india's LFPR at 40.9 percentage 2019 to 20 a rise from 38.1 percentage 2 years earlier is miles short of the world's average of 60.8 percentage in 2000 In 2019 which fell to 58.6% in 2020 but a rise in WPR and LFPR at a time when India's economy was slowing over 2017-18 to 2019-20 needs to be explained in a slowing economy incomes are not rising and distress is increasing when it comes on top of pre-existing falling trends in employment and wages the pressure on household resources becomes overbearing What we have seen in 2019-20 is that while male LFPR and WPR have remained roughly the same it is female who are searching for even finding work there is little change in male LFPR or WPR over these 3 years there are possibly two forces pushing up LFPR and WPR of women the first is a wider phenomenon girls are being educated at various levels from 2010 and 2015 the enrollment rate at the secondary level class 9 10 shot up from 58 percentage to 85 percentage and this happened with gender parity most states began to incentivize girls secondary schooling in 2010 by offering girls who finished class 8 and continued to class 9 and 10 a scholarship or bicycle so that they could come to school these girls then had better chance of getting urban jobs so female work participation having fallen for decades is now finally turning upwards as it happens in most countries when women's education levels improve this however is likely to be a weak contributory factor given how weak the growth process has been and how only the service sector was creating a limited number of jobs women were indeed benefiting from the growth in the service sector in urban areas however the trend has reversed in 2019 to 20 worse according to center for monitoring indian economy 
CMIE, since mid-2020, women have lost workforce, even after the lockdown entered and this trend has continued into 2021. The latest PLFS also reveals that the share of regular job has fallen in 2019-20, reversing a trend noticed since 2004-2005. to The share of regular wage work was increasing at the expense of self-employment and casual wage work. The second reason is more worrying. Improvements in WPR and LFPR are distress-driven. While these rates may have increased slightly and may appear to be positive at first sight, it is accompanied by several distressing trends. First, the 2019-20 data shows that the share of agriculture in the total workforce, which was consistently declining for two decades, has stopped falling and in fact has increased as the reverse migration from cities in 2020 showed. The increasing share of agriculture in the workforce is retrogressive steps in developing economy attempting a structural transformation. At the same time, the share of manufacturing in employment which fell between 2011-12 to and 2017-18 fell in 2019-20 to again. The share of construction in employment also fell. Second, women dropped out of regular work and became self-employed. This was driven by distress and is demonstrated by the fact that the share of women who are unpaid family helpers in the household increased sharply from 2018-19 to 19 to 2019-20. to 20. That means women were engaged in economic activity but it is unpaid work. Third, Precarity and informality increased from 2018-19 to 2019-20, reversing an ever so slight trend that had set in between 2011-12 and 2017-18 that the share of regular workers who had no social security was falling. Those in regular work without any social security increased from 49.6% of all non-farm regular workers to 54.2% between 2018-19-2019-20. Fourth, for all types of works, the average number of hour worked in a week fell sharply in the April-June 2020 quarter, when the economy contracted by 23.7%. Naturally, earnings fell for all households. Thus, on every reasonable measure of the quality of work, there was perceptible decline. Finally, if anyone still thinks that the fall in the unemployment rate between 2018-19 to 2019-20 from 5.8% to 4.8% is a positive development, think again. By the current weekly status, which is close to the international standard for measuring unemployment, there is no improvement in the unemployment rate between 2017-18, that was 8.9%, to 2000. 18-19 that was 8.8 percentage to 2019-20 that was 8.8 percentage. These rates remains the worst in the last 48 years since measurement began. Sandosh Marotra is a visiting professor, Center for Development, University of Bath, UK. The views expressed are personal. The next article is written by Sima Chishti, published in the Hindu newspaper. The significance of the there is no data answer. It can be safely assumed that popular American dictum 
in God we trust all others must bring data is unlikely to be found in any office of the Narendra Modi government. There is mounting evidence to show that either the government has no idea about issues that show it in a bad light or with its alternate facts. The answer is zero. If there was a filing cabinet that citizens maintained, then the file titled no data would be the thickest. The desperate scenes of migrants walking back to their villages after the announcement of the sudden lockdown on March 24, 2020 were recorded by global media. A World Bank report concluded that 40 million migrant jobs were impacted, lost in India in April 2020. But when the government was first asked how many migrants had lost their jobs, the answer was that it had no data. When asked in September 2020 on how many frontline health workers had lost their lives during the pandemic, the then health minister announced that there was no data. Consumer data, other cases. Well before the novel coronavirus pandemic, the Ministry of Statistics and Program Implementation decided not to release the results of All India Household Consumer Expenditure Survey conducted by National Statistical Office during 2017-2018. The results of the survey would have come before the 2019 parliamentary elections, but the government waited for after the results, offering an excuse in November 2019 that there were data quality issues. It is pertinent to note that the leaks from the data had suggested a noteworthy slump in consumption expenditure, an ominous proposition that showed this for the first time since data collection had started in 1972-73. The no data declarations have continued this year. The government told parliament in this monsoon session that the number of deaths caused by manual scavenging were not available. On the lack of oxygen claiming lives in the second wave of COVID-19, the government said it had no information. On the number of farmers dead during the farmers' agitation, it has been a stubborn stonewall of no data. On the economic loss caused due to the internet shutdowns, in which India has the world record for the most by any democracy, the government said it had no information. On a parliamentary question on vaccine shortage, clear as day with a number of inoculations centers shutting down due, due to no doses, the Union Minister of State for Health declared in parliament, written reply to the Rajya Sabha on July 20 that there was no shortage of vaccines. The government understands the power of constructing a narrative using data. The power of the 1.76 lakh crore notional loss due to airwaves air sold during the second term of the United Progressive Alliance government was a data point that was used masterfully to weave a narrative. A serious attempt to comprehend why it is saying no data is important because this is no trivial matter but critical to a larger political project. Hands off responsibility. The first reason why no data is to be maintained is easy to understand. If the government were to acknowledge any data, even if these were highly discounted numbers, it would be tantamount to entering the ring and opening itself up to security as being accountable for the mess and deterioration in the state of affairs. Thank you Modiji has replaced Achedin on government advertisements across the board embodying the total personalization of governance. The flip side is that any failure by the government would imply failure of this centralized machine that continually claims credit. Denial of data on important markers of governance, delivery and issues that matter to people whether it is farmer killing themselves, people consuming far less than before, hunger rising, the mismanagement of the pandemic or the botch up in the vaccine policy keeps responsibility at bay. If the government knows, it must be responsible. And conversely, if it does not, 
it can pretend no one died or no one lost jobs and that the failure did not occur at all bounds to states the second reason for not acknowledging facts or numbers is to deflect accountability to the only other unit of power that that continues to stand and challenge the sender and that is state governments the fall in the shares of taxes due to states has never been so low in 5 years as it is now to continue to mesmerize citizens and keep them invested in the benefits of centralization washing hands of responsibility is critical for the union government acknowledging data or information of failures derails the project and the creation of alternate facts is very important this needs not just avoidance or responsibility but deflection from vital issues so we continually hear variants of health is a state subject india was told that there was no data on death due to no oxygen because states did not give the data and if it is not the states it must be the political opposition or past governments that will be held accountable by the sender the third reason apart from the direct evasion of responsibility and accountability why no data is consistently maintained is that it allows regimes to rewrite the story of the times this is not about rewriting history but about retaining the power to script the present at a future date the truth does not matter the narrative does recently crucial health data from national health missions health management information system went missing It was only after data watchers made a fuss that the data on the website was restored. Consider giving absolutely no data for the lack of oxygen deaths. The new cycle allows public memory to be only that long. It might be fully possible to tell the story of oxygen in the second wave in a year's time by written fiction if data on it is simply withheld now. If data on this subject were provided now, it narrows the flight of how far spin can go on to market a dismal failure as a success widening information gap information is power and the lack of information is the absence of power there is a gigantic and growing information gap between the state and citizens the state is building the largest ever technology driven structure ever built by india for identification under aadhaar which wants biometrics before poor people even get their food grain rations The state wants to be able to use facial recognition tools before putting in place a legal framework to be able to do so. All this data is sought to be extracted from citizens while it is trying to maintain an effective no data position on the biggest snooping revelations that an international consortium has exposed globally. After the National Security Agency revelation in revelations in the United States by Edward Snowden The asymmetry of power can only be sustained by keeping citizens in the dark while increasing the rulers reach to know everything about everyone else. Moreover, there is a certain brazenness in saying with a straight face and on record at constitutional fora such as parliament that the government does not have the data. It is seen to feed the public image of a strong ruler by demonstrating unbridled authority and unconstrained power. But this partly is also appeased with the information skew. encouraged not only because the government does not wish to part with the data but because denying citizens the data helps to restate the emergent power equations between the government and citizens it is something that right to information activists witness routinely as they try and exercise their right to get information lest the total concentration of power with the rulers get diluted the data will not be given shared or made easily available sometimes dead citizens speak up At the height of the second wave of COVID-19 when poor and hapless citizens ended up burying their dead relatives on the shores of the Ganga it was taken as the end of the matter 
but being in denial did not help when it rained. Sixty buried bodies floated up on the banks of Allahabad's Pabhamau on July 30, and the Uttar Pradesh state government was forced to perform their last rites that night challenge before citizens. But those were exceptional and dramatic circumstances eventually lived experience of people, those whose kith and kin died due to lack of oxygen, or of those who died of COVID-19 begging for medical aid will have to challenge the government narrative. This can be a tall order, expecting citizens to hold their reality as a contrast to Sarkari's spin that too in a situation where several institutions and a large section of the media have turned into government mouthpieces. Denial of data is not a bug but a feature of the political ideology governing the country. In a scenario where a majority of citizens may be dead to the truth of their times, the challenge would be for them to recognize the truth and unhesitatingly push for it. It is a long road but good and truthful information is the very basis of the quality of democracy. It matters to fight this fight.